Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down and chat with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests and talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self. So let's get started. All right, ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. Today we have with us Courtney Elko. Courtney is a business and marketing coach with nearly 20 years of storytelling and content creation experience as a former journalist. Courtney believes your story is your superpower and helps her clients to infuse storytelling in all aspects of their business. She's on a mission to empower female entrepreneurs with the power of storytelling and wants everyone to be and share their truest self in order to create an online presence and business that brings authentic connection. So welcome, Courtney. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. I'm excited too, as well. And we were just chatting a few moments before and just, you know, really the power of storytelling and how that, you know, really is just, it's so impactful, especially when going into a personal brand or personal business or business in overall, it's that captivating story that brings so much attention to what you have to sell, what you have to offer and really the backbone of your business, right? Yes. I, I think there's a story in all aspects of your business. There's your business story, your personal brand story, which is huge. Um, but then there's a story in your offers, in your launches, in the way you market things, in your emails, in your social media. It's it's everywhere. So if you know that main story, in my opinion, you can then use it in all the places. Absolutely. And so I'm curious to know your story. How did you get started in this? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so my story is that uh, I was essentially like born into storytelling. I feel like I've been writing and telling stories since, since I was a child. I got a diary when I was 12. And I distinctly remember like sitting on the stairs of, of my house at the time and writing out everything that happened uh, in, in my diary that had a lock on it. It was, it was white, it had little things, little hearts on it. So cute. But I re- realized that I eventually, it took me a minute to realize that that was my, my skill, my passion, my zone of genius. And I went into the journalism world after college. I tried a couple other um, majors before I finally landed on journalism in college. And I started my career in newspapers, believe it or not. My first job was at a very local, small-town farming community, New Jersey, newspaper. And then I segued into news websites and worked on some news websites. And then after a couple layoffs in the news industry, because the news industry is not the most secure of industries, I moved into the travel space. So my last corporate job was at a travel website. I was an editor at a family travel website. Dream job. So fun. I got to travel around and then write about it. Sounds a little more glamorous than it was. It wasn't like all travel. I sat at my desk a lot too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was after being in the news industry, which is not glamorous at all to move to travel. It was very nice. The perks in travel are way better than news, but I was laid off in the pandemic as many of us were from that dream travel job. I was there for 
close to five years, I think, um, and laid off in the pandemic. And at that point, it was my third layoff of my career. And I was definitely over it. It was, I was done being laid off. I mean, every layoff made sense at the time, like a startup not making money, a pandemic taking our money. (laughs) So I understood all of the layoffs and none of them were my fault, but I was really tired of corporations dictating my life and my paycheck and the work I was doing. While the travel job was great, I was not very creative in it. It wasn't as like people are like, oh, like, did you write these dreamy articles like while sit- sitting on a beach? No, I wrote about <laughs> uh, strollers and what's the type of stroller that would fit in in the overhead compartment not where's the bathroom closest to the pool at the hotel so it was important information especially for moms uh, but it wasn't like glamorous glamorous uh travel writing so I was ready for something new after that layoff and I had always wanted to start my own business but I never really understood what that could look like for a writer and an editor. I had done freelance writing, but that's not really having your own business. And I had had a travel blog, my own separate travel blog, separate from my corporate website, thinking that I could be more creative on my own travel blog, which I was, but it was also like doing my job twice. When I was working, I would write about travel for work, and then I wasn't going to come home and then write more about travel. So I ignored my travel blog for many years. And then the pandemic, I thought, okay, well, now I have the time to go back to the travel job or the, the travel log, but it was still a pandemic. <laughs> so there, you can't really promote travel. And you could definitely do the blog, but without the travel. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, yeah, my thought was I had all this stuff that I just hadn't written and I would now write it while I sat on my couch doing nothing. But yeah, it wasn't really a good time to do such things. So, and I knew a blog wasn't a business. You can make money from a blog, but it's not really a business. So I start in the pandemic, I started taking a ton of online classes of how to uncover what your business is. How do you find your passion? and How do you find your business? And it finally occurred to me in one of these classes that my zone of genius of writing, of storytelling was not everyone's zone of genius. I kind of thought like storytelling comes so easily to me that I thought everyone could do it if they just tried. (laughs) And then I realized I'm like, oh no, they, people, women in business could use some help in in this field. So I finally decided to turn, turn my skills, my journalism and writing and storytelling skills into a business and it kind of slowly progressed over time. And it's I'm coming up on almost two years now. And yeah, so I coach on business, but I coach on the storytelling side of business. We totally go over offers and ideal client and launch strategy. But what's the story behind all of that in order to sell? Because people buy from people and people share stories. <laughs> so... Right. Well, well, I love that because, you know, you have the story firsthand of like having to experience that and seeing taken in this downtime because, you know, in the pandemic, there was so much, you know, that people took away from from this time. Right. So it's either we took that time to really work on ourselves or that time to just sit around and wait. And you took action and did something about it. You really 
dove deep and said, well, what are my strengths? What are the assets that I could bring to something that is now I have control over my business? And I know I can't lay myself off. Like you're in the driver's seat. And that's a beautiful thing because it's like, you know, you have the capacity to build, grow and scale at the pace that you want to go. And so recognizing storytelling was your zone of genius what were some of the, you know, the starting points there where you really were like, okay, this is how I can start taking this, packaging it, and now positioning myself as a storyteller and helping other brands and, and other businesses develop theirs. And then what were some of those steps that you had to overcome? Because somebody listening might be like, yeah, I'm pretty good at storytelling, but how does that relate to my business? What can I do with that today, here and now? Yeah. So in one of those first couple classes, low ticket type of classes I was doing, I talked about, I was figuring out what my business was. And uh, I kept saying how I was a writer and a blogger and travel and the women, there was probably maybe about 50 women in, in that group. And they started coming to me on the side asking about website stuff and blogging stuff. And it was them and I knew the answers to their questions. And it was them asking me these questions that I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. So not everyone knows this. So I knew my passion was writing and storytelling, but I knew I wasn't going to be teaching people how to write, but that wasn't, that wasn't going to happen. You can go to college if you'd like to learn that. Um, And believe it or not, my grammar and spelling is not great. So I wouldn't be a, a writing coach, but it was knowing my passion and then knowing that some people needed like they had a problem of not knowing how to express themselves or share what was going on, uh, their, share their experiences. So it was kind of knowing those two things. Like there was a problem that people had. I had the, I mean, yes, the solution, but it was more my passion. So it was like putting those Venn diagram circles together of this is what I'm good at. This is what people need. And can, can I make money from this also? I love that. And I love that you just mentioned a Venn diagram because that was actually something I was just talking to a few of my clients about last week where, you know, having that sweet spot where you have your passion and your purpose and they overlap. And that can really be your zone of genius, that next thing that you can really, um, you know, whether you build a business about it or you become an advocate about it, whatever that looks like, it's kind of marrying those two. And I love that you brought that up because it's so so very current and relevant in what I'm doing right now with my clients. So yeah, I would, it, it's an incredible, you know, it's a simple practice, but yet when you have the visual in front of you, you can't deny what is something that really lights you up. And you had that drive that was like, well, this is it. This is my sweet spot. This is where I'm going. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think it took me a minute too with, um, so I, I had been writing for almost 20 years, other people's stories. So I think that's where it finally clicked for me as a became a business coach and started specifically helping with the storytelling of your business. It took me a minute to be able to talk about me again. I've been an excellent writer and storyteller for 20 years, but I don't talk about me. I hadn't been talking about me. I was telling the story of everyone about travel, about crime and news or whatever, but I wasn't talking about me. That's like a big no-no in journalism. You don't insert yourself into the story. So it was learning that for myself before I could then coach my clients on the same thing. Um, that 
it's sharing, sharing about you is extremely important in business. People want to know the person that they're buying from. I mean, yes, you can go into a store and you're going to buy, but when in the coaching industry or the service industry, you want to know who the person is and you can best get to know the person when they share their experiences and their stories. And I eventually had that click. I had to unlearn a lot of things that I had been doing for 20 years in, in journalism and start to turn the camera around myself and go on podcasts and talk about myself, <laughs> which isn't what I was used to doing. But that's when things started to, to take off a little bit more when you share about yourself. Right, right. And so I'm going to ask you a, a question here. It might be a little bit vulnerable, but I'm curious to know what were some of the things when you first got started? Because now you're seeing your clients. What were some of the sticking points of anyone listening? Who's like, I'm just, I don't even know how to talk about me. I don't even know where to begin. And so in your journey to where you're at today, what were some of those little obstacles or hardships or like, yeah, especially if you were so conditioned to not speak about yourself and now you're working with with primarily women, I, I presume, mm -hmm. and yeah. you're hearing some of the same obstacles coming up or the challenges. And I'm curious to know what they were for you and how you overcame those. And of course, you that's your specialty to work with these ladies, right? Yeah, yeah. So to, I always say that finding the place or the medium that you that you're most comfortable in sharing. So mm -hmm. I express myself best through writing. So I'll get the most vulnerable with my email list. And I may or may not share that on Instagram stories or in on the feed or in a reel. Usually I do eventually, but I'll do it first on email just because I can get it out in the clearest way by writing it. And then, and then maybe eventually I'll talk about it on, on a podcast. Like it, there's a whole progression, I think. And I always encourage my clients to do what they're most comfortable with first. You're not, if you are nervous to show your face on camera, don't go there first. Do something else first and work up to showing your face or going on a podcast and sharing the more vulnerable things. I think they're showing up and then there's like going a little deeper and Showing up is one thing. You got to start with just literally show up and talking about the basics of whatever you want to share. You don't have to tell your deepest, darkest secrets. But then once you get comfortable just showing up somewhere, then I think you can get comfortable with what you're actually saying. Yeah. And I like that you brought that up because as a writer, and then I'm a writer, and mm -hmm. so I can really relate to that because I remember when I first started writing my book, I had no idea what I was doing. And I used to be kind of, a, you know, very similar to you, like a, a like a, a closet writer, like a dear diary. You're like, you just share yeah. your, your soul and you think nobody's ever going to see that. And when I started writing my book, um, my my book writing coach at the time had said, you know, one of these days you're going to be, you're going to have a mic and you're going to share your story. And I was like what? Like, let me get through this first. But she was so right because when she had said, when you start owning your story and whether that's through writing, you're reliving it and practicing it. So then when you come to articulate it, it you're very fluent and you're confident in that because the writing helped extract and you able to move those words around on a page that made sense to you. And through owning that, then you become more confident in your speaking ability. And I was like, whoa, because here we are like, four years later, I have a podcast with like, mm -hmm. I've been podcasting over four years. 
And I have found my lane and I absolutely love that because like you had said, find where you're most comfortable at, but also in that place of growth, it's like finding that comfort, but also pushing yourself to a, to a new area of, of comfort growth. It's kind of like the Venn diagram. And then you're constantly outgrowing that. And so I love that, you know, you've, you've done that, you've come on to podcasts and now I hear that you're starting your own podcast. I am. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like we, we've had similar journeys because yes, I'm starting my own podcast soon in, in March, it will be launching. And, um, cause I had the same thing. People were like, you should really have a podcast. And, like, <laughs> and I, I, I didn't disagree. Like, I'm like, yes, I know I should, but it, to me, it was just like another thing at the time. I'm like, there's, there's just no time for podcasting. And because I know I express myself best through writing and I would, I still would do write blogs. And then I stopped. I don't really use my blogs or website much. And instead of writing blogs, I just write emails. Cause I'm like, why am I, there's a middleman here. Let's just write the email. Like why make it a blog or then I'll turn the email into a blog. But the more I did that, the more I, as you just said, that you could articulate it on a podcast. I started being a guest on podcasts before I decided like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Maybe I should be a podcast host. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You know, when you really, anyone listening, you know, finding that thing that lights you up, right? So kind of going back to that Venn diagram again, those who might not know what that is, do a quick Google search and you see little overlapping circles. And it's just really cool because when you discover that, that's where you can at least start. And of course, when anyone starts, they're always going to suck at their first of anything. But giving yourself that grace and picking yourself back up because you realize that your your message and your mission is is more important than how the delivery is because, you know, it's everyone gets nervous. Everyone's, you know, awkward and weird at their first of anything. So kind of owning that, but turning that into something that is it's empowering when you go back and listen to that, you know, like I say, if you go back to episode one to episode two ten or whatever this is, it's going to be a night and day difference. But again, owning that story, owning that power of you taking that driver's seat and running with whatever it is that lights you up. That's where we really find purpose and passion in that sweet spot. So I am curious to know also about sharing that mess and the struggle that you actually had in this journey so you shared a little bit, but there's, there's always, you know, for anyone listening, it's like, okay, but this is all well and good. These are little bits of pieces and nuggets and wisdom and whatnot. But what am I in store for? What if I just started today? What do I know that I'm going to have to encounter? Or maybe you've already started on your journey and you're just like, yeah, I'm there right now. So let's, yes. let's share with our listeners ways that we can navigate or even prepare them for those next steps. Yeah. Yeah. When I do, I work with a lot of new, newer business owners. And the first thing I have them do is write their story because I do wonder, I mean, I've gotten some feedback from them, but I do wonder if like, it's much like they come to me and I'm like, here now, now write your autobiography. And they're like, what? I'm here for business help. Like, what are you talking about? And I do try and explain, like, trust the process. Like we'll get there because Yes, you want to make your offers and you want to make sales, obviously, but starting at the bottom, not the bottom, but the foundation of of your business to know your story because you will repeat it 400 million times through the life of your business and being able to write it down and see it, rearrange it if you have to, see all little pieces of it so then you can be a guest on a podcast or write it in an email or or make a reel about a a portion of it. And I think 
sometimes that can seem overwhelming. Like, oh, my story is so big or my story, like, where do I even start? And I do try and have my clients work with, focus on what I call their transformational moments. So for me, my transformational moment that I share the most is that I was laid off in the pandemic. That was the event, the actual thing that happened. That's the middle part of my story. But me working as a travel editor is the beginning of that story. And then me starting my business after being laid off is the end of that story. So it's kind of like a full circle story and full circle transformational moment, a full transformational moment. It's beginning, middle and end. And that's only a small portion of my life. Like, it's not like it's my entire life story that I'm writing about. So that's why I try and have people break down their quote unquote story by just breaking it down into transformational moments. And what's the most significant ones to your business, obviously. But I think a lot of people here are Focus on the event, like I was laid off in the pandemic, and that's it. But <laughs> there to make that's not a story. That that's a fact. Giving the beginning and the end, the result of the other side of that of that story, that makes it a full circle story. Yeah. So that's always where I encourage my people to start is start with literally writing out your story and not your entire story, <laughs> your transformational yeah. moments. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that you broke that down like that because it, it can feel very overwhelming. Like when, you know, okay, so what's your story? And we have years, right? We, we have days, we have stories beyond stories. So it's that overwhelmingness for somebody to be like, oh, well, which story do I start with? Or somebody who might feel like, okay, but that story leads into that story, then to that story. And it's all important, right? So how do you concisely package whatever it is that story the, the individual chooses to, to select, how do you still enhance those other spokes that are still kind of like a supporting cast in the story so that it all cohesively makes sense as concisely as possible? Yeah. So to me, all of those stories are, are your personal brand. It makes it's who you are. They all make up who you are and you don't have to share them all in the same day. You can space them out and think about, I always try and think about what I'm selling at the time or what I'm promoting or what's going on in my business at that time. And then what stories do I have connected to maybe what that is? And if I'm not in a selling mode, maybe I'm just in, in a visibility mode and just want to get the word out about, about who I am and what I do, then, I, then it's free for all. I can do to share whatever story I want to share, whatever's fun for me at the time. I think having somewhat of a plan of, okay, this is, this is what I'm promoting. Let, let me think about like a, a story that would go with that. What was my struggle of how I, and, and here's how the offer that I've created to now fix that struggle. But I, I love personally sharing just a lot of random stories about myself now. Like I really, I just shared an email. I'm doing a March email series, my email list about childhood stories, three specific transformational moments centered around women for um, this history month. It's like my women's history. And I just broke it down in a three-part email series. And the three, they really don't have that much to connect them, but except for women and women's history month. And they're kind of just random transformational moments because that you can always go back and find another transformational moment. The one I most recently shared is about 
thing that happened in, in seventh grade and it's a long story or, or I would share it here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just shared it with my email people and it got a really great re- reception and it's just sharing about who I am. It's not really selling anything and it's just a small chunk of, and it's allowing my people to get to know me better. Right. And I think it's important to recognize that you are the face of the brand. You are the personal brand and you have a story. And so when you look at the story, you're then being the guide for those that are also maybe a step or multiple steps behind you. And that's the beauty of storytelling is that you position yourself as that, yes, I, I too have overcome X, Y, and Z. This is how I did it. And this is how I'm going to help you. And so through storytelling, especially into the business side of it, you become that guide for that person behind you, because ideally through your story is you're positioning yourself as the expert that you have overcome, right? So now you're qualified because you've lived that experience, but then also you're positioning that individual who is whether they're opting into your offer, opting into a program or whatever that is for them to become the hero of their own story. And that's the beauty of it, because I think as individuals, yes, we all become kind of victims of stories. And if we still keep letting that story ruminate in our mind, it'll play over and over and over again. And so having storytelling and then branding and the marketing and then your offers all of that comes through to help empower that individual to then become that hero and then flip that around and they become the guide for the next. And so that's the cycle of like reciprocity that we're all in this together and we're all doing the best we can. And we all have a helping hand because we've all gone through walks of life. And our goal as human to human is to love, serve and, and help each other. Right. So I yeah. love what you're bringing here full circle because you know, through the storytelling and your branding, this is what you're setting up for other individuals to also follow that suit. I love what we're we're talking about here. And I love that sometimes we don't even know the story yet. And sometimes we're in the midst of our own story. And I think it's important even for our listeners, you know, like, I don't know my story, or maybe you've rehearsed your story a million times, you can, you know, recite it in your sleep. The beauty of that is, is that always constantly evolving and growing So as you do that, your stories will as well. And so kind of, you're going to repeat the same story, which you say 400 million times. Yes. But then as you're growing, maybe a new story comes in because it's a new offer, because maybe you've overcome something or a challenge that you're facing now. And that's okay to share that as well. So you don't have to be married to your one story. It's okay to flex. And I love that you're mentioning that. So in stories, in that messy middle, what is some of the advice that you can give to our listeners? Yeah, yeah. So I would say share the process and, and document over over create uh, as you're going through things. Because as you were just talking, I was like, oh yeah, the whole sharing of the as you're going through the mess and the process, talk about it. It's because everyone is <laughs> at some point. I just a few months ago, I I can't remember. It was probably six months, three months. It wasn't that long ago that I was a guest, my first time as a guest on a podcast. And I spoke on Instagram stories about how like scary it was. Like I was like, it's different to me than recording myself talking on Instagram stories. Like it just feels like live, even though it's recorded (laughs) and, and same with Instagram lives. Like they were live. So it was like a different level. And I shared about how that was scary, like, but I was doing it anyway. So I 
told the people it was scary and they all were like, Oh yeah, like that me too. Then I, but then I did it. I showed that I was doing it. I showed the whole process shared when I am on as a guest. And then months later, now I'm having my own podcast. So sharing that, if I had just said, Oh, guess what? Now I'm having my own podcast and never talked about the scary parts of it. That's not a full, that's not showing the mess and it's not a full story either. It's just, Again, announcing a fact that I'm starting a podcast. It's not sharing the messiness of it was scary to talk on a podcast and talk live not that long ago. And yeah, and so I mean, by documenting over creating, I think sometimes we're like, okay, I have to make a reel or I have to make a post. And then you're, you're creating that post. But if you've been documenting the process of whatever you're going through, then when it is time to create something, you already have the footage or or the, the semi story in your head. I think a lot of people I'm coming from a journalism background. I've always documented everything, like the randomest things I take photos of and write down notes about just because I never know when I'm going to use it. Sometimes I never use it, but I've documented it to use later. Uh, and I think that's somewhat of documenting in the process is kind of what, what I mean by that. So then you can create later when, when you have reached more of the result, like, okay, I've overcome the mess. Now I'm ready to share. You don't have to always share mess when you're in it. I mean, if you can go for it, but at least if you document it, you could share it later. If you really, if it's, if it's a big hardship um, for you, but yeah, I think documenting all the time allows you to then share later and then documenting your process of going through something. Yeah. good for us to see. You make a great point there about the whole documenting. And I think it's so important to really document your experiences. You know, I know that we had mentioned about our dear diaries and, and mm-hmm. kind of joking about it, but that was kind of like our method. And I remember, you know, you just brought up a memory of, of mine. It was that when I first got started in, into my own transformational journey, I didn't turn back to my little dear diary. I would document via photos because I had my phone with me mm-hmm. all the time. And yeah. sometimes I didn't, know how to articulate or put into words what I felt. So I was keeping like a selfie journal. And it was moments of when I felt my best when I thought I looked pretty or when I would give myself a a compliment, I took a snapshot to remember that. And so, you know, when I'm scrolling through my my phone, it has literally over like 62,000 photos on it. Don't shame, but (laughs) same. (laughs) But I go back to that and you know to anyone who would pick up my phone and be like damn you love yourself look at all these selfies and it wasn't it was through the documentation and that storytelling and the narrative that I had to document in that particular medium and I look back at that and I see this woman this version of my former self this woman who was longing to love herself and it wasn't mm-hmm. you know somebody else looking in and be like oh that's a self-absorbed look at all the so all the photos and you know I look back at those photos and I realized that was the catalyst in my journey of self-love. And had I not, I didn't have the words to put that into my dear diary. So how could I have actually overcome it and be able to now speak about it? And so that's even the subtitle of my book, you know, Chasing Perfection, A Journey to Healing, Fitness and Self-Love. And it was through the series of documentation and storytelling and writing and creativity and owning it, that that's where I was able to articulate and put it into a full book. 
Love that. That's very cool. No, I love, I love the, the, the selfie thing. That makes complete sense to me. Mm-hmm. I wish I had more footage of myself at the beginning. Or today. Uh, it's <laughs> awkward and <Right>. weird. <laughs> Just yeah. like when anyone starts anything, like I said, it's awkward and weird, but you now have a starting point. That's your baseline. You can go back right. and be like, oh my gosh, look at how, how far I've come in this journey. It could be a, you know, we're documenting your outfits and maybe you're just kind of getting, figuring out what kind of style you like. You could be back at square one and be like, what the heck was I thinking? And right. now, you just, but everyone has a process and sometimes we think it happens overnight and it doesn't, you have to go back, go back to the beginning and look at how far you've come. And one of my favorite, very favorite quotes is day by day, nothing changes. But when you look back, everything has changed. And that's so true because that's the through line. And we think that progress and transformation is linear and it's not, it's a big old scrambled mess. Yes. You're so right. Oh, I love that quote. That's a good. Yes. C.S. Lewis. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true. It's so true because you don't, don't see it day by day. But when you look at like the transformational moments, they're usually over months, years time. They're not happening today. This happened. And then yesterday that happened. Like it's not. That's not the story. <laughs> right. And kind of go pulling from that that selfie analogy, it's like my very first one, it was just an awkward, what I would say to myself, like an awkward woman just looking in a camera with a little bit of a smirk because she, she kind of felt herself like, wow, I, you know, I feel pretty enough to take a picture. But then looking at the reflection, you're like, yeah, I'm not sure. And then you snap it real quick and put it in your pocket and you move on. And now it's like when that happens and not just of my like selfie cameras, but just how you show up. Right. And so now it's like that smile is that inner smile that, that radiates through you. And it's like that twinkle in your eye, your whole face lights up. Right. Because that's really the, the start. And now this is the fruition of the project that you know, you've transformed and worked on inside. And so I love story. I love branding. I love all of this. I love our conversation because there's so many tidbits and wisdoms and it, just little nuggets that anyone listening could be like, wow, that's a great little tip. Maybe I need to start today. Or maybe they're already in this journey and they're like, okay, well now, now I've kind of given myself that permission to keep moving forward. So mm-hmm. what are some last words of advice that you would like to pour into our listeners to really empower them to own that story. Yeah, I would say literally just start just how you were just saying with the selfies. I assume you took the selfie, but then never put it, posted it anywhere. Just lent right. It's in my camera buried way deep. (laughs) Right. So just start doing that. Start doing writing down whatever, as if no one's ever going to read it or take the photo as if no one's ever going to see it. Because by doing that and giving you practice to, to share, looking at yourself in the camera, yeah. <laughs> um, talk on, talk on your camera roll to, to do a video and on your camera roll that you don't have to share to Instagram stories. And the more you get comfortable doing that on your own and maybe watching it back, like, Oh, okay. This isn't that bad. Like maybe I could post it. You will get more comfortable to be able to then post it or write it or send it. But I think doing it, like you said, with the selfies, doing it for yourself first, documenting it for yourself first, getting comfortable there, then you'll be able to to share and just share, just, just do it. It's going to be awkward. It, it might suck. It might not be good, but the next couple will be once you get written, you got to get done those awkward ones. 
You yes. need to hurry up and get move through the awkward ones, post and, and move on. So the more practice you have by by post number five or 10, you'll be looking good and feeling good about everything, much more confident about it. So yeah, just hurry up and get over the get the awkward over with so you can move on to the good stuff. Right. And don't let that awkwardness hold you back because listen, no. we all through that awkward phase in our life. It's called teenagers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was just weird puberty hit and all kinds of weird, crazy stuff. But you know what? You just had to come to class with the rest of your weird, awkward classmates. And we are all in that same boat. So think of it as yep. the same. We're all, you know, we're all starting at some point and your starting point might be somebody's. That's where I want to go. I want to have that first, first time doing something right. And so you never know that you may be an inspiration for somebody. You might give them the encouragement to keep going. You never know. And so I always say like, by you not owning your story or sharing it, it's a disservice for those who need you and the light that shines in you. And because that's what lights the world up, right? It's, it's you being that first, that person that goes first, even when things are scary and awkward and weird, but yet as you keep going, you know that somebody behind you needs a version of you to encourage them along the way. So again, I love our conversation. And I know that we kind of briefly mentioned your podcast, but let's let's spend a, a moment here to really just highlight it. Tell us what what is, you know, you have a new podcast happening. It's launching in March. What's it going to be about? Let's give, uh, give our yes. listeners a little, little, yes, it's going, it's, called the Go Live Your Story podcast. That's my former Instagram handle name. I recently changed my Instagram handle to my actual name. Um, and now my podcast will be called Go Live Your Story. And it's literally about storytelling, uh, which is might seem vague, but it's me sharing random stories about my life and my life and business, and then having guests on as well to talk uh, about their businesses and share their stories. And I'm trying to like dig in a little bit more like this conversation today, I feel like was much more of a story um, with, with my guests as well. So I'm not just, here's what I do list, <laughs> list of things, What tell me, tell me your story kind of, kind of thing. But yes, it's launching in March and I'm very excited about it. Well, congratulations. That's incredible. And I, I know that's, you know, like you said, you started in the business and writing and now here you are owning it. And now you have a platform to share your voice and others as well. So I commend you on that. That's incredible. And I'm looking forward to following along with you on your journey. And of course, how can people find you? I know that you mentioned your your podcast. What is your Instagram handle? Yeah. So my Instagram is the Courtney Elko. Courtney and Elko is E-L-K-O. Yeah. Instagram is the place to be for me. That's where it's my favorite place. I love having actual conversations in the DMs, genuine conversations in the DMs. I'll shoot the shit with you <laughs> in the DMs we, and I'm not going to sell, sell to you all the time. But yeah, Instagram. And then I have a group coaching thing coming up that I is called the uh, Booster Business Collective. It's specifically for the newer business owners. So if you're in your zero to two years of business or having inconsistent revenue months, this, this group coaching program is, is for you. And I'm enrolling for that uh, to start in April. So, and you could find all those details in, in my Instagram handle. Awesome. Well, of course, all of that will be in the show notes listed below. So be sure to check that out. And Courtney, thank you so much for just gracing us with your story. So thank awesome. you. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Absolutely. 
Hey there, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening.